I get those, uh, you know, those uh, belly dancer jangles that they go around mm-hmm. your waist normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got them. Yeah. I got them on my balls. crazy stunts. <laughs> <laughs> I put a fidget spinner right in there. <laughs> I mean that's kind of the best thing ever, though. I mean you're all, you're already kind of fidgeting with it down there, but why not have something that spins? Yeah, I'm, you're not going to get any argument from me. <laughs> no, it makes to, it, it just makes total. I don't business know why. Sense. That's got to be a thing, right? Like a like a Quahoon. spring fidget spinner. Oh my god! Yeah, well, when people are like, "Oh yeah, play with my balls," well, like, what am I supposed to do? There's not like, there's no Nintendo Switch like, down there. Like, the what am I? <laughs> All right, but until you get Breath of the Wild on this thing, I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm not playing with shit. Do you guys know how many dick jokes I have censored myself from recording with you all? Oh, you know how many? It's probably, it's probably the same number that we cut out that Rory says. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's 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 more. <laughs> it's more. <laughs> I make Andy be my conscience. <laughs> Long ago in a distant land your turks That chicken was dry Bobby truck Okay, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's that animated podcast about real cartoons. My name is Andy. My name is Austin. I'm Rory. And uh, and we do have one more person with us today. It is our ever lovely, ever wonderful Amalia Larson. Y'all can't shake me. You tried to shake me, but I came back. <laughs> <laughs> not one of us shook you. No, no, we would, we would never. We're not even trying to shake you. We're trying to get on the bus with you. I'm much too sturdy. <laughs> the, the, the Amalia bus is here and we're on board. The three of us are getting on. Is that the theme? Is it the Amalia <laughs> bus? The Amalia, <laughs> the Amalia bus is coming. And all the bus is on it. Saturday morning, Tuesday, Tuesday. This is our new theme song. We have to pay royalties if you keep singing that. I think we have to pay the Venga boys. Each Venga boy, we have to pay. No, no, no. We're the notoriously litigious Venga boys. But they, but they only get. You have to pay them in bananas. It's a whole thing. <laughs> you have to pay them in '90s mesh shirts that have the holes yeah, in that's them. That's good. That's good. <coughs> I was gonna say a whiskey drink, a vodka drink, a cider drink, and a lager drink, and mm. then I decided that that is an entirely different. Yeah. '90s one hit wonder. '90s. We're playing Ooh. the. We're playing those Ooh. tunes on the bus. What else uh, happened in the '90s? We got a, li- we got a little bit of Amalia on the bus. Uh, we okay so i need to i need to to say one thing i want to acknowledge the fact that our dead too soon greek arc died after two weeks and we couldn't continue it and it was horrendous it was truly the worst content we've seen for this show yeah (laughs) it was really really upsetting amaya you'll eventually hear it it's it's (laughs) it's no good it was not good i do want to interrupt that for a relevant segment, a new segment that's called um, I, I should have talked about this last week. And oh, no. uh, this oh, is no, uh, no, this, okay. no, no, this is a, do just, clean up. Look, I, I had mentioned last time that class yeah. of the Titans reminded me of X-Men Evolution. What I didn't mention is that the main character in class of the Titans is the same voice actor for Scott 
in X-Men Evolution. Same main character voice actor. Uh, and so this this is this segment is actually called Austin wants to get retroactive points for knowing things. Oh, uh, he's trying to he's trying to get a couple points in there. <laughs> Do you guys remember when I sang the theme song in the right key last week? Ooh, Amani gets the points here. too. Amani gets points. Everybody gets points. Uh, so instead, we we bailed from the Greek arc, uh, which you know Austin just brought us back into for a second, and it kind of tinged my my brain a little bit with some bad fog. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're back out of it. We're in the nineties. We're on, we're on the Amalia bus. bus. <laughs> we're on that Amalia bus. The Amalia bus She's is coming. She's blasting nineties tunes and twirling yeah. her hair and popping pink bubble gums. Yeah, yeah. And we watched the first two episodes of Daria. Daria, it's so good. It's so good. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel. Feel. I didn't really. I didn't really ask you beforehand. Didn't but I'm make pretty me sure howl, you guys liked. But that. I liked it. I you liked it. Daria. Daria is lovely. Amalia, had you ever watched Daria? Yeah. Um. What's funny is that I think. I watched it a few times as it was coming out, but I was definitely, like, much younger than the demographic, mm-hmm. than the intended demographic. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, you know, it didn't it didn't land with me. But what I do remember was, like, well, Quinn is cool. And why is Daria so mean? You know, it was like, I was, like, what, nine, ten? And just, like, every bit of funniness about it, every bit of sarcasm went straight over my head. And oh, I was, man. like, I want to be in the fashion club. <laughs> just my little pudgy glasses. I mean, there is a, bangs, there is a legitimate. Ass. Uh, the, <laughs> there is a legitimate perspective you could look at this show that just says, "Man, Daria's kind of shitty." <laughs> like oh, yeah. she's got she's got I a refuse, bad attitude. I refuse to go down that road. But no, because in the context, and she's so fun and she's so awesome. That's but it's like good. I just imagine being the mom, like like a '90s mom, and watching this show and being like. That's everything I want my teen not to be. Yeah, I just so kind of enjoy this is I, the enemy. I kind of enjoyed how sober her parents were about like mm. Oh man. Her her their difficult daughter. I like her yeah. her mom, the high powered businesswoman of the nineties. Oh my god, totally. Like her she's so she got an all HPB BW. Yeah. What is that? A high powered businesswoman. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, yeah. Get with a picture. Get your get a grip, Andy. Talk to uh, the hand. Sorry, I don't I don't like talking to hands and uh, what am I gripping? Whatever, uh, I'm major so out of touch loser. with this 90s lingo. Yeah, yeah. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we first start by just acknowledging the fact that the late 90s were terrible? Like I feel like that just 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 from a purely sort of like societal like zeitgeist moment like there was so much about it that was just I, I don't mean terrible necessarily to experience I just mean like so cringy and insufferable to yeah. look back at yeah the teens and the I teens just, were kind uh, of a pain the teens <laughs> what's well, the yeah. it's the Xers it was the Gen Xers yeah the Gen and, Xers and and they're who Fuck them. So, <laughs> you fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Those Gen Xers, you fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Sorry, I got something in my throat. Uh, uh, that's, so, what the, that's what the horn on the Amalia bus sounds like. Fuck them. Fuck them. God, that's awful, and I love it. <laughs> Just so like Daria. Is, <laughs> So this was 1997. Uh, uh, we, we should get the, the the bare facts out of the way. Daria is a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead, uh, technically. What? Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, a lot I of thought we were going to be talking this. about bear facts. <laughs> <laughs> Bears 
Uh, if you were attacked by a bear in the 90s, uh, you get <laughs> real big 90s. like any other time frame, like any other decade. You get real big and scared. Bears loved Nirvana in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Only 90s bears will remember this. <laughs> Getting eaten by bears? Uh, so no, no, you get thing- eaten by nineties bears. <laughs> <laughs> These three steps may save your life. <laughs> I feel like a lot more of them were way more into leather. That kind of went by the wayside as far as yeah. mainstream bears. Too. Yeah, a little weird, right? The mainstream bears, my new big book series for kids. <laughs> I thought it was the mainstream bears. Bears, <laughs> <laughs> mainstream. God, Molly, when you come on, this show is so ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> I keep, there's like there's like no foothold. And yet you keep inviting me we, back. We keep doing it. Um, the okay, no, no. She she was a side character on Beavis and Butthead. Uh, they introduced her that. kind of to be like the smart kid foil to the two horrible main characters, and so they would like they like kind of respected her, but also shit on her all the time and called her diarrhea. Um, and so I don't know. It was it was. I think it's an interesting idea to trust the weird like smart side character with her own show um but mtv really wanted something that targeted uh women at the time because they didn't have anything and they were kind of getting uh under fire maybe that that they were just such a hugely boy network sure the you mean the gals weren't really connecting with cornholio as much no not as much as cornholio <laughs> did not speak i mean, to I mean the... let this let, let it be known women need tv for their bungholes too okay <laughs> That's real. Yeah. <laughs> I am gonna. Le- I appreciate that, Andy, and I'm gonna leave it on the table. <laughs> this is me consciously leaving that on the table because we're recording and the internet is forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they, they made it. The year 2040, and we're here with Amaya Larson, who 20 years ago <laughs> admitted that she needed that her butthole watches television. <laughs> I think I'm reading this right. For her bunghole? Is, is that right? I admitted nothing of the sort. Amalia, what is bung and why is it in a hole? I was under show duress. The, show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. Uh, but yeah, they made a, it was, it was created by Glenn Eichler and Susie, uh, Susie Lewis Lynn. Uh, so one, one dude, but also a lady. They actually got a lady oh, to make a, a show about a lady. <laughs> Unheard uh, of. Which, you know, in the late 90s is a, is a smart move for, for, uh, for MTV to make. And they did a whole show about about Daria. That's tragic. I know. I'm sorry. Like, the late nineties were terrible. They were horrible. The fact that they're getting points for hiring a woman I know. to make TV. <laughs> I know. I give them no points. They're bad I points. Sing, I sing the theme song in the right key. <laughs> you get way more points than MTV. <laughs> MTV. Come on. Sorry. Uh, I yeah. took away your foothold. No, entirely. no, that's it. That's it. The foothold is done. I just, I described the, the, the context and the background for what Daria is, and it was a show. It was a show in the 90s. It, it ran from 1997 to like the early 2000s. Boom. Boom. Now let's get back to the weird fun. Let's dive right in. La, 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 la. This is my stuff. Got to get up. I made up Excuse me. Excuse me. La 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 
Okay, so here we are. It's Daria number one, Esteemsters. Uh, we watched this one first, the first episode. Um, nice. Let's maybe get a little bit into what the heck happened in this episode of Daria here on the bus. Uh, Daria <laughs> Morgendorfer I hate this. <laughs> moves with her family from Highland, Texas uh, to mid-Atlantic suburb called Lawndale with her sister Quinn, uh, where her sister Quinn gains instant popularity. Unaccustomed to her intelligence and sarcastic wit, Lawndale High School gives Daria a psychological exam because they assume she has low self-esteem and assign her to a special class for kids with low self-esteem. There, she meets student student artist extraordinaire Jane Lane, a girl who shares her sense of humor, her disdain for suburban banality, and her love of the fictional tabloid TV show Six Ad World. That's God, the one we watched. I love the it way was. you put emphasis on words. That was real. That was real good, right? You're you're a real you're a real magician. Just say them the way it comes to me. I just say what comes to me. <laughs> just from my twisted perspective. Because <laughs> I'm here. Before we jump into the show, uh, we should talk a little bit about the theme song for Daria. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. I, th- I think it really sets the tone uh, pretty well for <laughs> for this cartoon. Um, I love that the main sort of riff, which we've played already at this point, but is that da-na-na-na-na. I think is literally like a minor scale, basically, right? Like, I I mean, it's not the full, full but but it's, but it's definitely all like minor. It's also like in a different key than the rest of the song. Yeah. Which is like an interesting, like jarring jump when they go from one to the other. Right. Standing on my neck. But the standing on my neck is so good. (laughs) I love it when it's she stands really on my neck. I definitely remember <laughs> that from being like a nine or ten year old too, and mm-hmm. being like, well, that doesn't make sense. That's that doesn't so, even make any sense. There's not enough real estate on a neck. That's two so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's yeah. so great. It, I feel like I feel like it really communicates the the perspective well, you know, in in like kind of a literal and figurative sort of way. You know, there's this like I don't even know. Like, what is what the, the lyrics of the song sort of imply that like she's trying to get someone to stop standing on her neck? When right? did when did <laughs> it's uh, funny? It's when funny. did Notorious RBG say her thing about that? I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. I'm gonna totally misquote it, but basically, uh, there's this famous Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote that uh, was along the lines of like, "I never or something. I don't hate men. Blah blah blah. Like, I only ever ask them to take their boot." Off of our necks. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was so fucking classic, but I wonder if it was any time around then, because I think it was. It could have been a reference. I think it was yeah. back when RBG was like it in her, you know, early eighties, <laughs> <laughs> maybe late seventies, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I really, I really like it. It, it. it, it gets, it gets the feel across really well. Daria is so. I mean, is there anyone who doesn't know what Daria is? This, like, I mean, surely there are people who who I mean, I feel like entirely. It, it, it certainly is iconic to the point where you should be familiar that it exists. But I can definitely right. see how, not having seen it. You know, if you didn't mm-hmm. have cable on your golden television as a kid, you might have easily <laughs> missed it. But that's the whole point of it, right? Because it's like so counterculture, and like this is for you, man. Like you're. You're way too popular to like Daria. It's 1997 and everybody's kind of a Holden Caulfield again. Like everybody's like. Just put down Jack Kerouac and is. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
in the way that counterculture goes in waves, you know, this is like mm-hmm. a Gen Xers mm-hmm. getting mad at boomers. And, yes. mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's that time. It's there's a reason that South Park came out exactly the same year. It, it was yeah. the it was kind of the it vibe. Really? It was like, yeah, 97. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, it was that time for like, hey, you know what? Squares suck <laughs> and we rock and not caring is actually awesome. Well, and, OK, so so there's something that there's something that we have said a lot on this podcast, especially lately. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a Rory, a, a phrase that, that that begins with Rory, where oh, I smell points coming up. You can have a couple <laughs> points. You can have a couple points where we've talked about seeing the Matrix code. Right. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sort of that moment where you see the Matrix code. And I feel like I feel like this entire show is about uh, well, Daria is like exactly the teen who sees the Matrix code about high school and life. And like yeah. how she has to deal with sort of knowing that everything sucks and is pointless and that people are stupid and they aren't going to be on her level for years, you know, yeah. like in a shitty way. Yeah, she's ahead of everybody else. But like she's just so done with high school by the time she starts high school that like it's such an like entertaining thing to to watch because she just sort of gets her entire enjoyment out of poking the anthill. Totally. Mm. Um, Those little corners of a smile that happen when somebody experiences pain around her. And she's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, I, I like love, this. Uh, I love how deeply expressive her non-expression is. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. I, I love I love the, the whole timing of this show, like, because it's not about, like, explosions and stuff. It's just about, like, yeah. timing the, like, hand not hitting the volleyball and whatever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's such a genius thing in the opening too. It is, yeah. God, but the I, I don't know. I I I got a lot out of this. I didn't remember I thought this show was going to be a lot more like sarcastic, sardonic from my memory of like I'm not going to laugh a lot, but this show like watching it made me laugh there, a lot. Yeah. There oh, were yeah. some very clever things. Like oh, most yeah. of my notes were quotes and like we can't drop them uh-huh. down. We can't drop them in the episode all of them because sure, it's yeah, like yeah. most of the episode, but Something I was really uh, sort of caught off guard, I think pleasantly surprised by the writing about were how many sort of like set up punch jokes there were. Mm-hmm. Totally, like it was just totally. there were a lot of just sort of like 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 referential things that were way more like they would hit a punchline and it was like, oh, ha, cha, cha. Like, yeah. it was a lot more like jokey punchliney than I expected mm-hmm. it to be. Yeah. You kind of expect this show to be sort of like I laughed in my brain, but I didn't laugh out loud, <laughs> you know? <laughs> My yeah. eyes smiled, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially spawning off of Beavis and Butthead, which I mean, Beavis and Butthead is 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 a lot, uh, you know, I would say, I don't know exactly what I mean to say about Beavis and Butthead, a show that I really haven't seen all that much of. But it, uh, most of Mike Judge's other works are not very punchy. It's a lot of just like you just laughing yeah. at the circumstances around where we are. Sure. Yeah. And Beavis and Butthead, I mean, I'm pretty sure he says that, I'm pretty sure Mike Judge still says that it's, like, his favorite thing he's ever made. <laughs> and he, like, yearly goes on interviews and is like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to bring Beavis and Butthead back. Oh, my God. And, like, I imagine it's really fun to make. Uh, yeah. And probably, then as yeah. for As for, you know, what the audience gets out of it, that's, you know, uh, more it's debatable. It's a different question. <laughs> I oh, wonder how oh, I feel. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. God. Just that sound it's makes so, me. Oh, God. It's so, it's so awful. It's, it's so, so off-putting. That whole show is just so mucusy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to it's describe just it. It's sweaty and mucusy. Yeah. And I, it wasn't intended for me and it's still not for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, clearly not. 
Although I, think, I wonder, actually, I want. I bet if I went back and watched it now, I would think it was great. I but. think you. It, it's it's really kind of embroiled in something that Austin's talked about with his dad a little bit. Is 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 Uh-oh. how? Uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I meant insane. how how much how much just Texas cannot stand difference. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. Right, you know, right. like you're, what you what you're enjoying is knowing how like there these there these characters you don't mind seeing kind of get punched around a little bit but mm-hmm. you're also laughing at just like how awful everybody in Texas is to just the slightest bit of swimming upstream yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean that's true like any kind of counterculture is sort of an act of rebellion yeah, yeah i went totally. to a well, couple of times i went to um like just nerd conventions in College Station, Texas. Mm. And they were amazing. Like, they were so freaking fun. But part of what made it so fun was that it was just this little, like, nerd island in the middle of, like, a bunch of normies. Yeah. We finally <laughs> get to relax. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's fun about um, the Daria, like, Beavis and Butthead Texas stuff is they're, they have a line at the beginning of Daria, of this first episode, where they say they talk about moving away from yeah. Highland, Texas. Because right. there was uranium in the drinking water, <laughs> <laughs> which which is a way to explain possibly why Beavis and Butthead, why those characters are, there, are so different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why like, they're so different from the style of this show is that. like, oh, yeah, that town is fucked. <laughs> yeah. We're in a yeah. different. We're in the Midwest now. I don't know. There's no uranium in the drinking water over here. Um, <laughs> yes. So what's the, the the main stuff that happens in this episode? Uh, they they show up at their new high school, and uh, we meet we meet her parents. We meet her sister Quinn, and her sister Quinn is like you know hot and immediately popular. Like she walks out of the car, and a guy asks her out. That's adorable. Wow, <laughs> you're cool. <laughs> we go out with me. Quick, <laughs> um, guy, hold your pencil. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold my hair, scrunchie. <laughs> Let's go girl before her time. God. She's the the sort of blonde character that like Taylor Swift used to sing about in songs as like the enemy. <laughs> as like she wears short skirts, she's a cheerleader. Right. And guys, nobody tell Taylor Swift who she is. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Should we tell her? No, no one tell her. No, it would break her. It would break her. <laughs> She wears T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the other girl wears short skirts. There's no other way to delineate them. <laughs> Your Captain Taylor is on the bleachers. I can kind of see how the um, some of the, the the tropes in this show, some of the like angle, the angle that the show took could be weaponized for. I think we've seen a lot of those cringeworthy memes of just like i the cool girl who is reads reads books and look at this like (laughs) becky ass bitch who who is who is all you know who's capitalized uh not like other girls yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like she's the yeah but but i think i think where daria like gets to play a little more in that and not be just immediately shitty is that it's not like i'm not like other girls it's like i'm not like anyone, anyone. i'm not like mm-hmm. other people yeah right. <laughs> yeah and i it, think it takes enough of that yeah. yeah no i definitely think it does but uh but she's she and quinn both have to take this psychiatric exam if uh, i had to take a psychiatric exam on my first day of high school i cannot tell you how much that would have changed the trajectory yeah it was a little it was a little bit of a strange <laughs> contrivance to get there no, but i did I, like literally if they had if they had checked 
on my first day of high school. And then after that, been like, okay, wait, okay, hang on. I'm like, we're going to get you into class, but give us six weeks. We're just going to tune this shit up a little bit, and then we'll send you into society. It I did like, different. I liked all the stuff with Quinn in those scenes. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the Daria stuff was a little bit expected. She, yeah, you know, yeah, she's just she's smarter than the quiz the examiner. Doesn't sure. play by the rules. Yeah, Where, but at first she was like, "I don't want to take a psychological quiz." And Dar's like, "Don't worry, it's a psychological test. You're automatically exempt." Oh, all right, you're what? exempt. <laughs> you're exempt. <laughs> and how she keeps saying, "I don't have to take this test," or "I was told it wouldn't be graded." Was <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah that was they brought that back enough times that it stopped being funny and then it got funny again mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which is it's a good place to be that's a skill that's a yeah in the first two episodes i don't think they've really found how to do quinn yet she's like no. not quite as dumb as the other dumb people but still kind of a dumb punching bag yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, i don't know i i i would hope that she gets a little bit more and inter- a little less uh, downtrodden, a little less picked on by the show as the episodes go on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they spend she... time doing that, but she they give her some they give her some moments to like humanize her as well. Definitely, but she's also just like having a miserable time in high school. Right, like, that everything about her confidence is like comes from external reinforcement, and that she's actually really <laughs> incredibly fragile. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I don't know what it says about me, but I'm like everyone needs to back off of Quinn a little. She's yeah. figuring herself out just like everyone else. No, I, I had the same experience. I, I felt I felt like some of the some of the tone of the show hasn't aged that well. I'm a little bit done with just picking on dumb people. Feels mm-hmm. unfair. Mm-hmm. It feels rude. It feels uh, just kind of weak as a storyteller. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So and do that- you want us to stop picking on you, Rory? Oh! 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 Wow, she she really roasted you. Yeah, man, she really I read put, you to filth. I set you up and I knocked you down. That's a 2020 takedown. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys, where do you podcast? Yep, yep, yeah. I I definitely agree that I think it's at times the mood of the show doesn't age well. Um, I think the jokes, I like the writing. I agree. Usually line yeah, yeah, by yeah. line holds up pretty well. But I think the mood is the kind of thing that um, doesn't always hold up. I well, don't I think, think they, they sure, didn't yeah. do a good job keeping the perspective of that humor it was kind of within within Daria. Like it feels like the show doesn't like Quinn more than Daria right. doesn't yeah. like Quinn. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Right. But I, I mean, like... <sighs> I feel like this show was never meant to have longevity. It was meant sure. to just exist in that moment. Yeah. And like, I don't think that this show necessarily knew that it was going to have like the staying, Five seasons the and two staying movies. power. Yeah. Like right. the staying power that I ended up having and like all this resonance with all these people. Like I it feel like five this seasons. Just, yeah. Yeah. Damn. This thing stuck around. Like, I feel like <laughs> I might be totally making this up, but I feel like if you were to walk into like a, like a, like a Spencer's gifts mm. today, you could probably find a Daria T-shirt, don't you think? Oh yeah, I would. I probably. would. I would believe it. Something. I would yeah. very much believe it. Hot time. Yeah, I mean, just its existence, <laughs> just Daria existing at the time it existed, was kind of this sort of totally. bold action. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, the, the to dare to not care. I guess yeah. you know yeah. was uh, right. was really now, bold. 
Yeah, it's like it's like that's such a, an interesting difference between the '90s and where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Because like the daring to not care felt like the the rebellion, and mm-hmm. now we're really upset with the people who don't care. You know? Uh, yeah. Like now, totally. now well, I, not caring I, is not engaging, and like I we think, we don't like that anymore. I think the medium is really important here. It's not saying don't care about anything. It's like this is a television show, and if you're a person, you know, it's 1997, and everything on TV sucks and it's not for you and it's too yeah. chipper and it's too inaccessible mm-hmm. and it's too whatever yeah, full too, house, full too, too stupid on, like and <laughs> you don't have to be fed up with the world to be fed up with what's on tv yeah true that is very true yeah well you can only hear so many bullwinkle impressions on full house before <laughs> you just want to like watch daria to decompress <laughs> Okay, I want to drop a clip of my favorite joke in the entire episode. Yes. Uh, they She comes back from, like, one of her self-esteem classes, and she's sitting uh, with her family at dinner, and... Is it her mom? Yeah, well, <laughs> her her mom gets a phone call. Her mom gets a phone call, and find, she finds out that she needs to take a special class for self-esteem. And she comes and sits down, and she goes... It seems she has low self-esteem. What? Well, that really stinks, Daria! Easy, Jake. Focus. We tell you over and over again that you're wonderful and you just don't get it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I wrote that down as my favorite, my favorite quote of the entire episode, too. Cause then also there's this like, it's like this really direct shot of her face and she yeah. just like is really confrontational and gets closer and closer. What is wrong with you? And like, I feel like that's sort of a dark thing to pull out yeah. as like the best joke of the episode, but it was. It really Actually, was. that. And you can't pull a clip for this necessarily, but the the kid in, uh, oh, he's named later, but the kid in the self-esteem class, um, who's a total tryhard and who's like feeling Is it really upchuck? great. Upchuck? Oh, like no, the he's, he's in the other one. Is it? I don't know. I just know. It's, it's when he's, when they're in class and he's like, we're talking about us. And the teacher's like, yeah, that's right. And just his little smile. Like, <laughs> he's just so, he's just so earnestly like. Yeah. yeah, like you can just see his like little teeny baby subplot of like him growing self esteem from a tiny seed. Yeah, like <laughs> the one person getting something out of the class. Yeah, yeah totally. So as it turns out, Dar- Daria doesn't need the self esteem class at all, but she meets the only other person in school she kind of likes. Yeah, and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun that they seem like they do. They both only kind of like each other, but then they have this other like deeper kinship from the fact that they both hate people so deeply. Totally. Yeah. They're like right. a little bit obligated each o- to each other yeah. just by virtue that of the Jane fact that... That is Jane and Daria. That... Yes. Jane is, Jane is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I really I really like Jane because she... Where Daria sort of has this like dogged detachment from everything, I feel like Jane is maybe on some level only playing at it a little bit. Like she has things like like there's epi- like parts in these first two episodes we watched where like it's clear she's into boys and Daria's yeah. not really at a spot where she can feel like she's like just like legitimately into somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. like, you know, but like Jane sort of goes on that and she knows like there's like that part in episode two where she like has gone off to make out with the boy and she comes back and she right. she knows that she shouldn't just say that to Daria probably because Daria's <laughs> going to dog on her for it. But she did it anyway. Like that's what yeah. I think is interesting like, about hey, yeah, caring I just about read stuff, that scene. I thought that was either at first I thought she was telling the truth when she said it was her sock. So Daria says she found a sock, which I assumed when, when Jane cops to it, I thought she full blown banged in the closet. Right. Uh, and then it's not her sock. So then I wasn't sure if she ever went off to a closet to make out at all. 
I got I confused the implication, by that part. I think the implication was just that she got the sock on her back while she was messing around in the laundry room. Oh, okay. Because I don't that, think that, I got that. that I think I because the laundry room is the makeout room. I made it something about a sock on a doorknob. I I don't think uh, I, I went to yeah. sock on a doorknob at I, first. I didn't too. think about it. I actually was too distracted by the graceful animation of that sock. Mm, I don't know if yeah. you looked at it. Was like it was like three. <laughs> it was like three repeated. Amalia's doing three, hand motion <laughs> right hand now. Motions. It was like three repeated frames of just this very graceful like looping animation of this little sock <laughs> while they're walking. Anyway, but no, I, that that all that to say, I think Jane is interesting because she she at least she might be a little bit further along in the emotional development than Daria is, but she's willing to play along. She's with a Daria. little bit cooler, but she cares a little bit more too. It's yeah, a different exactly. She's not the exact same oeuvre. There's a line I think Jane says. She says, I like low self-esteem. It makes me feel <laughs> kind of special. Yeah, it makes me feel special. Yeah, that's sweet. Her line uh, that I was going to pull, this isn't until the second episode, but while we're talking about her making out with that Fuck dude. Fuck it, do it. This, uh, this episode out, is off with, the rails. Making out with Big Head. Uh... <laughs> Uh, he thought my head was a lollipop. <laughs> and I just like that. Yeah, I'm I'm a grown ass woman. And I thought for a second and I was like, ah, that's actually like a really funny way to be like, he's like a really sloppy maker outer. And then I was just picking, I was just picturing him like licking all over her face. Oh, God. Yeah, like, I like her that. face in Like his a mouth. boy with his lolly. <laughs> I love a one. Like a, a lovely two, little boy. A three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, three. Oh god. So, so meanwhile, uh, watch it. Meanwhile, there's sort of a uh, between Quinn and Daria. Uh, Quinn has been telling people at school that she's an only child, right? Because she doesn't want to admit that her sister is this huge nerdlinger and that no, because you know, she's so desperately sad and clinging to clinging to yeah. this external validation. Also, yes. oh god, yeah, Sorry, absolutely. I just... <laughs> I didn't think I was going to go to bat this much for, <laughs> for, Quinn. for Quinn. I feel very strongly about protecting her because she is very fragile. Yeah, she seems like a mess. <laughs> you're right, though. Yeah. It's shitty to lie that you're an only child. With yeah. But uh, then it leads Daria to orchestrating this way to basically out Quinn in front of the whole school as her sister. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> it was yeah. very good. Yeah, it was really good. When she's like, when they decide to uh, graduate early from the self-esteem class because they know all, all the answers to the final exam, which I like. When the that, final ex- and the final exam is like having to give a speech in front of the school. It is both, again, it, 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 you know, one part smacked a little bit of kind of strange sitcom logic, but I also appreciated like the deep anxiety of that, like of that uh-huh. irony. Yeah, right, like <laughs> we're gonna tell everybody, the whole school, these people had low self esteem, and now they need to go up in front of the class and tell everybody. <laughs> Six really weeks funny. ago, they had low self esteem, and now they're healed. Yeah. No, but when they when they want to just get out of class and they know the like the like written answers to the like exam, which I do love that there's the that means there's a possibility of flunking. Yeah, <laughs> flunking your self esteem class. class. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, then then that they're like reward they have to do like an acceptance speech in front of the whole school and it, and it is in that that she that she reveals that uh she's like i just want to thank my sister my very wonderful sister quinn ba, ba, ba. and she's like no <laughs> and the, the three boys who are after her affections are like wait your sister's the brain are you a brain too <gasps> oh yeah i love that- the the musicality of their scripting, those three, that sort of like Greek chorus of three boys. Wait, you guys just oh, did God, a Greek yeah. arc last week, We huh? did. Oh, don't bring <laughs> us backwards. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. um, no, just like the sort of chorus of like, hey, Quinn, like trying to like 
get ahead of each other to ask her out mm-hmm. first and like be the one that wins. And then one of them, his voice hasn't changed. It's <laughs> <Which is> just <laughs> the best. Uh, I love their, they're trying to like get joke validation from Quinn. And, yeah. you know, one of them during the assembly is just like, hey, beats algebra though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear what I said, Quinn? I said, like, who cares how bad this is? It's still better than algebra. <laughs> That's good, Corey. <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, Corey. Did you funny, hear me? Right, Quinn. Did you hear my funny joke? Please hear me, Quinn. <laughs> Give me my points. Please hear me. It's really funny. Um, my other favorite moment is at the beginning of that assembly when the teacher, this like total dickweed teacher of the self-esteem class, um, gives an announcement and he, he's hosting the, the assembly and he talks about this little speech about, uh, you know, self-esteem is a little like your car's brake fluid. You may not even know you're low on it until one day you go to shift gears and nothing happens. That's transmission fluid. That's what I said. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's that what I said. That to me sounded really real from in like a recording studio. I know. Like that sounded yeah. like something was misscripted and then someone like screamed the correction <laughs> while they were recording and they're like, yeah, that's going in. I just, uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, super funny. funny. It's just, just a that great... everyone is getting equally shit on and mm-hmm. having an uh-huh. equally hard time in this whole world. There's this yeah. sick, sad world. <laughs> There's only one other thing that I that I really wanted to, to highlight about this one, and it's uh, that in in an, in and amongst all this, Daria's mom, who's normally like super busy doing all this high powered businesswoman stuff, takes a day off to like spend time with her low self esteem daughter. <laughs> and Daria's Daria's response to like try and dissuade her from doing this is, "Mom, I'm in the care of experts. Any meddling by an amateur could be dangerous." <laughs> I thought that was such a good line. I really, I really liked it. But yeah. she delivers it in such a deadpan way. But it's it also like just reeks of like, dear God, Mom, please fuck totally. don't do well, this. Well, and then what they do? Yeah. She's like, we're gonna do what you want to do. And then the next scene is the tr- them, them going shopping and Mom trying on basically the same outfit she was just wearing, but a different color. <laughs> yeah. And be like, how do I look? Do I look okay, honey? Do you approve of me as a mother? Uh, where does Quinn get it? Wait, can we talk about Pizza Forest for a second? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Pizza Forest. <laughs> All right. This is important to me. <laughs> um, so Daria at one point says that all she wants to do is to put her family into a situation where they're all going to be equally miserable. <laughs> like they're all going to suffer. So what she does is suggests that they take a family trip to Pizza Forest, just like old times, which is sort of supposed to be like a Chuck E. Cheese oh, type yeah. of situation. Yeah, but like what a, it is, yeah. is like, it's like, a, it's like a Bavarian fairy tale uh, <laughs> episode of Yo Gabba Gabba. Like, it's just like, that's totally, it's a different show for like one minute. No, they start singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat in Rounds to the family. They and do. Daria <laughs> just, again, has that little smirk of that little yeah. smirk that everyone is miserable. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe that was part of why I loved that, too, because there was like a singing quartet of characters, like live action characters. And oh. I have been that singer. And I'm going to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get off this bus. We got one more stop. That's right. That's right. And uh, and, and we'll get to that stop. Uh, but we're going to make a pit stop uh, to a few messages. Hey, Rory. Yeah. Hey, Roy, do you want to tell us about our brand new sponsor, the uh, the 2020 Alvin and the Chipmunks convention? 
Yeah, so the 2020 <laughs> album of the Chimis Convention is a is an annual. Well, I guess this one is not annual. This one's just the 2021. But you'll understand the naming convention is similar to the 2019 <laughs> album. <of> the <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> will continue to be a very similarly named uh, <laughs> convention in the future. Uh, just do the ad, Rory. We don't have time. <laughs> we have time. We gotta get we gotta get straight to the good content and the good content. Let me tell you about the album Chipmunks <laughs> Convention. Is have you do you ever worry about uh, not? Uh, do you don't you feel like do, don't you feel like when you finished watching Chipwrecked that you are <laughs> <laughs> you've got nobody you've got nobody to share that with with that in that moment. Dear Lord, sure. yes, don't I do always. My don't wife will look at me at anymore. Least nightly. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't you feel like don't you want to meet the the Theodore to your Alvin? Don't you, you know? Uh, Listen, the John, just at remember me that next fun? Time. Remember that fun guy John who yells? He's so. I think what we've all That's we've all Garfield. been beating around. Is, we, yeah, John's is, and Garfield. <laughs> John's oh, and Garfield. It's a crossover. You've committed a faux pas. Those those chipmunks <laughs> will have my head. <laughs> It's, this is one of the ones. This is one of those. This is one of those times where, uh, if if you know a lot about Alvin the Chipmunks, then you're going to be super excited to uh, mm-hmm. to see all the good, to know all the good stuff that happened. I don't even know the name of the guy on this show. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's the I guy. What, what's his name? He's got a big yellow hat and a monkey. What's his name? No, that's oh, Curious yeah. George. Uh-huh. That's the no, man in the yellow hat you're thinking of, Amalia. I don't think so. I think that's the I don't man think in the so. yellow what's hat. What's the one with that huge dog? No, he comes <laughs> out and he, dad. he has these striped green and white socks and he gets mad at Kermit and Gonzo because they've been playing in no. the playroom yeah, yeah, yeah. too loud. Um, what's, the one what? where, what's the one where there's a duck and he's Dracula? before we go into episode two i have an important message that i want to contribute to this set of important messages Okay. That Andy just threw too. Yeah. Okay, these boys are some hardworking podcasters, and they deserve your respect. They also deserve your dollars. Aww. Um, And they just, no, Aww. you can't stop me from plugging your Patreon. Listen, <laughs> they just launched a Patreon. It rules. They deserve your money. Buy them each, like, coffee once every, listen, they went to your shitty college improv shows. <laughs> <laughs> No, they went to mine, actually. Sorry. (laughs) I was so called out when you said that, Rory. (laughs) They went to my shitty college improv shows, too. No, anyway, the Patreon is up and going, and everybody should contribute to it because Saturday Morning Tuesday rules. And uh, I'm super broke, and I want more Saturday Morning Tuesday. So, you know, I need you to pick up my slack. I need you. (laughs) I need this. You you honor us. Thank you so much, Now we can talk about the second episode. And we did not pay her to do that. I just want that on the on the record. Yet. <laughs> oh, 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 God. <laughs> She's That's, holding her wallet open. It's very empty. <laughs> A fly came out of it. <laughs>
Okay, Daria episode two is called The Invitation, and here is the blurb for that episode. Grateful for Daria's help in art class, dim-witted cheerleader Brittany. Oh, that's not very nice. Uh, I know, and she really didn't it, do anything wrong in either of these episodes we've seen. She was no, yeah. she's pleasant. kind. She yeah. means yeah. well. I didn't like it. That's, that's okay. where I went from when I said that it felt uh, like a little too mean-spirited for me. Continue. Cheerleader Brittany invites her to a party held by the popular crowd in a gated community. Daria isn't interested until she realizes that her presence there might be the perfect opportunity to humiliate Quinn and takes <laughs> Jane with her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a pretty uh you know pretty standard pretty kind of dried, kind yeah. of teen teen sitcom plot right cool kids throw a party nerd gets invited blah mm-hmm. blah blah but of course it's got the extra added twist of the nerd hating everything yeah there were there were a couple really good details or twists that made this feel very unique to such a such a trope of an episode mm-hmm. right yeah tell me about those twists Rory. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the first one I liked was, again, like that we mentioned, that Daria, you know, again, mostly didn't really want to go and is sort of spurred on by the fact that Quinn doesn't want her to go is yeah. sort of the, you know, sure. so she's she's not yeah. she's not literally too cool. She's not she's you know, she's I don't know. It, it felt unique to, to Daria why she ends up there. Uh, right. I like that Brittany. We find out later this does this would be the one kind of shitty thing Brittany does in the in the episode is we find out she invited Daria because her friends made her promise not to invite any more pretty people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I do like that is also a twist on this normal formula is that Brittany isn't doing some sort of like, ugh, fine, I'll let you come to my party. Yeah, She's like not doing some charity. sort of like, I'm gonna invite the shitty nerd to the party and then we're gonna humiliate her or something. Yeah. She just is doing a good turn She's because like, Daria helped her out in art class. Totally. She's like, listen, yeah. you just squeaked by. And if she's just trying like to have a, no competition at the party. If you were just party. a little bit prettier or a little <laughs> bit smarter or a little bit dumber, I guess. More popular, whatever. Yeah. No, it's, it's And it's more or less the equivalent of college parties being like, you know, you can't, no more dudes can come in the party, you know? Like she's, right. she's just stacking thing? the- yeah, oh, no, most definitely. Not, not, you, not in the theater community. In the, in normal culture, in, in the normal kids. Uh, I mean, Wait, no, I not really. That. I that. This oh, was more God. of a frat thing. Was like you yeah. can't you can't show up with uh, with just dudes. <laughs> but it would happen at Western from time to time. Would be like yeah. we're, not, we're not. If you show up at a party, they're like we're not letting eight dudes into this thing. Get oh, you know, go get fucked. <laughs> go get fucked. That makes me feel very empty. I know. Anyway, yeah, you need more livestock. Think, think how those eight dudes feel. Uh, <laughs> think, um, well, they, well, no one think of the dudes. Those poor, <laughs> poor frat dudes. Poor frat dudes. No one considers them. I, I just wanted to enjoy the dialogue. The sort of the way this show throws out dumb people talking in a really fun way without winking too much or hitting the snare drum too much yeah. on on some yeah. of these lines that happen and. Uh, Kevin is talking to his friend and Mac Mac. Okay. I didn't get his name. Um, he's talking to Mac and he's talking about Brittany that he went, he was trying to figure out what this party was for that Brittany's throwing. Her birthday was last month. I helped her exchange all her presents. Even yours. Yeah. Then she had a sales lady explain the difference between perfume and cologne. Interesting stuff, bro. Now I remember the parties to celebrate her parents being out of town. And he just keeps going, like <laughs> just, just glosses this, like over it. Yeah. glosses over the idea that they just the wild notion that they've just together exchanged all the gifts, including the one he got her, and he's just yeah. like not even phased by it. It's just it's really funny. Um, and then he ends with the <laughs> yeah, with like 
oh, that's right. Her parents are out of town, and this party is celebrating the fact that her parents are out of town. Yeah. <laughs> Huzzah! I got there. I really got there all on my own. Exactly. Uh, I so this is this is the other. I, I Quinn got my favorite line of this episode. Hardcore, hands down. Uh, because all the all the boys, the the three J named boys that are following her relentlessly, yeah, are yeah, trying to Joey get her. Like a, and... Yeah, Jamie and yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't, they clearly right. don't matter. But they have to. Uh, they find out that Quinn is going to Brittany's party, and they instantly all are like, "Oh, so well, what do you want to go with me? Maybe you want to go." And her response is, uh, "She's going to go with all of them." <laughs> and. She says, they're like, wait, with all of us? And she says the best thing in the world. She says, <laughs> You can't expect me to choose a boyfriend right away. That would be like eating the first pancake off the stove. You have to feed one to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking funny. That's, that's so harsh. Consistent logic. <laughs> Yeah. This is a, this is an honest question. I'm not even I don't even mean it as a joke. But um do the Morgendorfers have a dog? Ooh, good question. I don't think I so. Don't, I don't think so. Hmm, don't it's think a metaphorical so. dog. There's no, there's it's no the, lady it's the dog in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> God, I just thought that it's was kind so of, funny. I mean, that it's is, kind of yeah, Daria, though. <laughs> yeah, but we get we get a fun reversal, right, where she's so completely overwhelmed by their attention and affection that she spends most of the party hiding. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which really does make you hiding feel for her. Hiding behind a ceramic tiger. <laughs> <laughs> the ceramic tiger really pulls it all, pulls the room together. I think that was probably my favorite joke. There's one kid, the uh, I'm gonna say token black male yeah. student. There's like a sure. yeah. there's like a token black guy yeah, and gal because uh, it's that's Mac the 90s. Mac, okay, great. Um, and Jody. Um, no, talking about the ceramic tigers and Mac is like and the ceramic tigers, they're great. And no one, no, <laughs> no one, one acknowledges. Yeah, he's <laughs> no just one. in his own I world. Was like, yeah, I see you, Mac. <laughs> I, find, I find Mac a cool, like, absolute rejection of the token black character where, where yeah. he is he yeah, is no, the, right, he is right, the right. only black, you know, the black guy in the show. But then the very first time we meet him, somebody's like, what up, Mac Town? And he's like, don't yeah, ever like, talk, to me, like talk to me like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a really good point. I say I, yeah. I say token characters because they are the only. Right. I, I in, think, in the actual way. But he's, he's there to call yeah, attention yeah. to it. It's certainly. Yeah, it's in service of the joke and of the commentary. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We also we also meet Trent. Okay, uh, yes. I want to talk is, about Trent. Who is Wait, Jane's Trent? Jane's older brother who gives them a ride to the party. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I I have some knowledge cuz I've, I've watched some of Daria before about some stuff uh, with Trent, but uh I thought it was kind of cool there's sort of like a Well, if vague... this is anything like like an anime, Daria's going <laughs> to fall in love fall deep in love with Trent. Exactly. For both his, his longness and his brotherliness. <laughs> <laughs> He's so long. That boy's so long. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, Daria definitely is into him. But I think it's interesting. They don't, they don't like go, they don't bend over backwards to show you that in this episode. She just doesn't say anything when they're in the car. Mm-hmm. And when they get out of the car, Daria goes, bye. And as they're walking away, Jane goes, nice conversation skills. And she says, I hate you. <laughs> And like it's kind of like an like a cool That's a cool. That's so true. That is kind of like the most vulnerability that we see out of Daria the yeah. entire yeah. time. The fact that she doesn't have any like bitter little. She's got no game. Cynicisms. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love the way that they characterize Trent really quickly in just a few lines. We learn a lot mm-hmm. about Trent, mm-hmm. and I like that. So Trent is kind of a like rocker, countercultury kind of guy. 
And mm-hmm. it's nice to have the show shit on him as well. Yeah. Um, and not just like, look at all these squares. All the squares suck. The cool people are the guitar guys and the like <laughs> hip girls. Like, well, they, they equally, you know, trash on Trent as well. I needed a break anyway. I'd been practicing for 10 hours straight. Daria, would you say sleeping with a guitar in your hands counts as practicing? As long as you don't drop it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it also provides like such juicy context to Jane where like she's yeah. not this she or she's not just a sort of like self-made rock and roll punk cool person. She's like looks up to her brother and emulates right. him. I know. I wonder mm-hmm. what their parents are like. Yeah, I'm sure we meet them. I don't remember much about that because obviously I never watched like end to end all of Daria, uh, but right. I would love, I, I mean, I want to. Yeah. Um. I know. I kind of do know. Like I could sort of. This feels like the kind of show I could put on in the background and really like, not like I'd want to put it on in the background, but like it feels like a comfort show, kind of like how Bob's Burgers is for me, where I can just yeah, put it on in the background yeah. and like, eh, I remember this one. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Tune in for a line or two. Just to drown out the screaming loneliness. Of yeah. The, <laughs> the screaming <laughs> loneliness. <laughs> Just to silence the demons, the screaming demons in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Daria and Jane approach the, uh, after they get out of Trent's car, they approach the gate man. <laughs> the security guard. Um, the security guard <laughs> oh, is, I man. love that the normal trope is that the house party, the rager house party when the parents are gone, is that no adults like know about it. Mm-hmm. And I do like the idea that in a gated community, even for like a quote illegal house party, they still have an adult security guard running the <laughs> the community. Yeah. And he's got the guest list. list. Funny. And he's checking he's got yeah. a guest list. He's got a long <laughs> list of Tiffany's that are trying to get in yeah. the door. Uh, <laughs> well, but then they sort of like they throw him off the scent by giving him Jane's sketchbook of a bunch of figure drawings which that he were then like leers over mm-hmm. as like a total uh, so they just hand him a spank bank and they're yeah. like that'll keep him busy for a while uh-huh. yeah yeah they have like they have something really where, like, where like jane He's jane like, oh. talks about jane talks about like having sketched a bunch of you know live models or whatever <laughs> And they talk about what did she what did she it say? Was that, no, it was that um she's uh it's like your work is really busting out of this it's one. Bursting. She, or bursting, yeah. It was bursting out of this, and she's like, Yeah, that model was pretty bursty. I think she had I her think bursts. I think she had her bursts done. done. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was a good joke. I like but, that. But they have they give him they give him this thing and he just <laughs> the first thing out of his mouth is he's like, hey. These, These are, are pretty, pretty hot. hot. <laughs> he's, oh, he's like, there's God. something so much grosser about being a teenager, like 20 years after you're a teenager. I know. I know. <laughs> but they did. I mean, you know. So the, the party, the party's pretty fun. There, there's like this couple, like, like three very popular girls who just spend their whole time pointing at other people and going, that one's popular. That one used to be popular. This one is a lot more popular lately. <laughs> it's like what Quinn did <laughs> in the psychological test in the first one, which mm-hmm. was like, it was like the Rorschach test of the two silhouettes. Yeah. And it was just yeah. them like picking up the narration of like these. Totally people that may as well have just been civilized at one point they point at uh they they look at daria and jane and upchuck and they go those three aren't popular at all this must be some kind of exchange program (laughs) (laughs) Um, my my favorite scene during the party i think was uh when we cut back to quinn's boy servants and they're just desperate (laughs) to do everything for her and Uh, is they like hand her the wrong kinds of chips and she doesn't want those. And then 
uh, guy hands her a cracker and she's like, I like square crackers. And the, he bites the round cracker into a square. Into a square cracker. Just right yeah. there in front of her. And I thought yep, that was yep, so yep. fucking funny. She was like, ew. <laughs> what I loved about that too was that it was pretty clear from the very beginning that she wasn't into any of the three of them. Yeah. And yeah, so this totally. was just her trying to like send, like make them her errand boys. Yeah. Like anything they would have brought to her wouldn't have been good enough, but she just needs a ride home <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. someone with a car. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I kind of I then... wish that it had a little bit more to say on that normal that normal sort of setup of like you know stringing the stringing the boys along because they like attention. Like I, <laughs> I I liked the turn at the end where she was overwhelmed by it, but I kind of I just kind of wish that it had a little more under the it's under sort the of hood. It's so, it, it is sort of under the hood. I don't know to what degree it's ever commented on, but she she says something sort of to this in the episode where she's like, you know, really torn between the fact that she this this relationship is completely vapid and one-sided but also it's what she's got it's these are the people who want to talk to her right right, right. that she's stuck and with. that's kind of deeply sad and kind of scary uh-huh the company that, that is she's upsetting made. yeah um the interaction when daria and jane arrive at the front door and Brittany needs jane to sort of prove her utility because she wasn't invited <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is jane she wasn't invited, but she's good in art. But I have you for that. Hmm. What do you know about geometry? Lots of circles, squares, and triangles. Wow. Come on in. So we also have, we also meet Chuck Rudheimer, <laughs> which is a great name. Which, um, or up wait, which one's Chuck Rudheimer? The one who gives tours like it's his job. Wait, his name is Chuck Rudheimer. That's why they call him Upchuck? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he's got yeah. a real Melvin vibe. It felt a little done. Uh-huh. Th- the, he's a, the, the, the thirsty, uh, incomprehensibly confident super dork. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But at least, yeah. at least to his credit, he doesn't seem upset when he gets rebuffed. Well, that's what yeah, I was saying. Not, where he's like, uh, uh, he's so confident. He's like, well, yeah. you know, they'll they'll figure it, out how great up Chuck is one of these days. Exactly. <laughs> he's not a total incel about it, but right. Uh-huh. right. Could have been. Could have gone that yeah. way. He describes the house as being Southern pseudo plantation late mock tutor. I actually <laughs> loved his like historical walkthrough of all of the <laughs> of all the architecture. Like, I know that they wrote it to just sort of sound like just like just noise. garbled whatever but yeah. like the the way that they described things were like pretty wonderful it was good i was like this is a house i would happily do a walkthrough of that's i, I, yeah. I just think the right the writing on this, this show has like is the make like, out room <laughs> but it's it's got like a lot of it's got a lot of pop and a lot of like intelligence behind it even when it's writing sort of like i don't know done teen cliche stuff yeah. like i feel like i feel like the the dialogue writing does belie some sort of like better sense of comedy and and i I don't know i I, it it comes through and i really appreciate it well but also i mean this was the late 90s so not all of this was like done teen material like some of this was i mean all of this was contemporary with what else was being making world (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know is there is there anything else we want to want to mention i mean we already talked about the sock bit (laughs) the sock is very Um, good yeah i mean i i love the way that they end it where um, they just decide to leave. The cops show up later, but mm-hmm. Daria and Jane decide to leave early um, because who cares? And um, Daria and Jane end up doing security, the security checkpoint, <laughs> yeah. because the guard has left. 
And oh, so yeah. they just start quizzing boomers on like. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I like, love that we didn't even hear all their questions. Known to the Greeks as. Zeus. Excellent. I can name that tune in three notes. All these, yeah, all these boomers were just like really intimidated by like they were very <laughs> aggressive about. Yes, I know the answers to these guys. Uh-huh. Also, I, I think I think it's um, it's impressive that they kind of had the the hoodsbud to take the second episode and be a kind of you know lo-fi bottle episode. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Put the teens in the house for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it. Um, I don't know if this was my favorite line or not, hmm. but no, it wasn't my favorite line, but I did like how they kind of closed it out. Um, talking about all the like kind of teen trope stuff, whatever they, we like go back to Quinn and she's talking about like having broken up with these three boys and like nothing really happened, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, what's that thing when stuff turns out funny, moronic, ironic. She was right the first time. Oh, like that was like a very 90s sitcom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very 90s sitcom joke, but there aren't very many of them, which makes them kind of tasty when they happen. Yeah. Uh The truest line followed right after that, where Brittany says, or not, sorry, not Brittany, um, Quinn says, You want to call mom and dad and shift the balance of power? We walk. We walk. (laughs) Yeah, no, we walk. Well, and then the last, last line. Was uh, Upchuck pulls up in his car and he's like, You need a ride, but then you ladies need a knight in shining armor. You need a knight in shining armor. Can we lose the what? Lose the knight? But then his coming back like full circle to his like slightly creepo, like overconfidence, whatever. They're like, Stuff a sock in it, Upchuck. And he's like, Feisty. And that's I also the last kind line. Of... That's the last line of the episode. <laughs> Get it, Upchuck. I also kind of noticed for the first time when we when we leave on uh, on Daria and Jane just walking home, like how much that's left out of so many like teen and college party stories. Yeah. Totally. Just the, how they get home? Yeah, just the yeah, walk home. At, like, there's just no walking. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, but there's something kind of tender about that. Of just like it's you know at the end of the day we're still no, I, yeah, related. We're still related. We still have to get back to the place where we yeah. live together yeah. where we're related. <laughs> Darius, like, well, I didn't have to meet, talk to any new people. I made Quinn want to throw herself down a well. And hey, I'm going <laughs> home with a bonus sock. I've had real Saturdays. I do want to watch more of this. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's summarize our thoughts on Daria. I mean... Oh, you know, I, I think I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think you know it. It fucking rocks. I mean, I think that's pretty mm. clear. If we've just been I, like, yeah, I I think that it didn't it didn't age as perfectly as you'd want, but it no. also has a lot of stuff that is it still feels fresh and still feels poppy. Totally. I, I I like the writing. I like the characters. Um, I really want to watch more of it now because I've like I said only seen chunks of yeah. it. It's one of those things. It it, it it doesn't quite have the sincerity that I usually look for in a show, but it also didn't exist in contrast to very sincere shows. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 hard to take points away because I would still watch it over. Extreme. I would watch it over Friends or Full House or sure. Home Improvement. Oh, yeah. Ten yeah. times out of ten. Uh, Andy, what you said about um, 
uh, that not all of it aged very well. Like, yeah, that's totally true. And the stuff that is fresh is still totally fresh. But um, I feel like the stuff that didn't age that well is sort of this sweet little time capsule of like exactly what that moment in history was yeah. that these episodes uh-huh. were like coming out in the midst of. Like there were sort of some like slightly like topical jokes and stuff. And I was just yeah. like, well, Aw. And the line, there's a line during the party <laughs> about like that girl's not wearing makeup. Or like, you exactly. know, like Why they is realize her face that... all the same color. <laughs> <laughs> and, really you know, funny. I think it does, you know, today, you know, it, it's it's harder to take that like, oh, all these pretty girls wear makeup. I'm not like other girls, you know. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, it, things don't have to be that extreme. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that again, you know, you had to be extreme during this time uh, when when you wanted to kind of make a bold statement. Well, and I can also see how this show bled right into Clone High, which came on MTV yes. after this after this ended. God, um, yes. You I've know, never seen a single episode of Clone High. Oh, it's so amazing. I'm all you'd love it so hard. You really, really I can't would. tell whether you're being sarcastic no. or not. <laughs> Clone, no, High's one of the, Clone High is one of the funniest cartoons I've ever oh seen. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. I'll have no, to watch that. It's it just it, it it you know, it goes farther in the ridiculous zone, which of course is where we were more in the two thousands, but sure. like it really it, it just kind of picked up a lot of these uh these batons, I think. Batons. Of, batons of uh <laughs> of, of sort of being being really done with the like with taking teen drama seriously and wanting to poke fun at oh, it. Oh, that's sweet. Um so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I dug it. I dug it, and I dug it. You, how much? How much would you guys say we liked this more than all four shows we watched during our Greek arc? I don't know that a scale probably summarizes the difference. But <laughs> <laughs> what is the sun to an ant? <laughs> I mean, I really like falafel. So we watched I mean, four too. deep stinkers. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No Febrezing would get this deep stink out of the couch. (laughs) Uh, If the character Daria could glimpse into the future and see how popular she actually became, she'd she'd be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) She'd be so mad. Yeah. (laughs) You have become that which you hated. Yeah, because now everyone likes to think they're Daria. Yeah. Everyone likes to think they have that cool detachment and, and able, you know, ability to sort of stand aside and judge. But we don't. Yeah. It's that's not that's not real. We all just want to be. Yeah. We're just Daria wannabes. <laughs> Sometimes um, you gotta you guys, care about. We didn't something. talk about Janine Garofalo because I was scared. I was scared I was gonna be wrong that she's not one of the voice actresses. She Daria. <laughs> no, I don't. No. Know. I couldn't remember. No, but there. But the, the, But she was cited as a as an inspiration. Yeah, she was the live action Daria. Yeah, Janine like Garofalo one hundred percent was the Daria yeah, yeah. of live action. 90s. I mean, I think that she was. I think she was so Daria that I couldn't remember with right. any kind of confidence either way whether or not she actually was. Daria. Well, and like ten or fifteen <laughs> years later, uh, College Humor actually made a made a video that was uh, it was like a, a trailer for a live action movie of Daria that Aww. starred Aubrey Plaza. It's so good. I just watched it, was, it again. It was a good. It was a good video. That's good. Uh, yeah, she was just like all eyeliner and Doc Martens. And <laughs> what happened to Janine Garofalo? Cigarettes and vitriol. Love her. Well, we love Janine. We love Daria, and we love, love Daria, you, Amalia. Love we love no, Amalia no, so much. No, I love you. <laughs> that's, I love that's you. That's true. We can only pick one thing to love. <laughs> and I guess now it's us. I love you. Cheers to Amalia. Thanks for being on the show. We had such a wonderful time. Yeah, I mean, thanks for joining me on my bus. Yeah, yeah the bus stops here. <laughs>
And the Venga bus, the Venga boys are coming. The Venga bus is coming now. It's too much of their theme. They're they're bus full of lawyers. (laughs) They're one song. (laughs) They put all their they put all their eggs in the Venga basket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, we're gonna see you next Tuesday. Yay! Come on. See the Venga boys in court. (laughs) 